Poso maoni work, wai wanen kitanen ni mo e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and he sikimaka e yoso matnamene hokihi. Listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. We are your hosts, Sheena Wapus and Gary Dodge. Uh, today, we are joined, uh, as usual, by Vaughn Bowles, the public information officer for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. Welcome, Vaughn. Good morning. Um, so, Vaughn, uh, you were telling me a little bit about the Alpha B117. <laughs> they come up with the best names. Yeah, Alpha Alpha B one one seven. It rolls right off the tongue. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me a little? Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's it's a new variant that's been really um, prevalent. It's it's outstripped uh, the Delta variant in in the European in like kind of like the Baltic states, um, and it's moved through like Austria, Germany, Poland, and like the Czech Republic. Um, they're finding that it's about 3.2 times less sensitive to COVID elicited vaccine antibodies. What does that mean? It means that the vaccine doesn't really work for this, um, this variant, which is a huge problem, which is why even though a lot of those countries have vaccination rates like the US, like, you know, high 60%, low 70%, they're still having just a huge spread of, of COVID over there right now. And they're thinking, you know, the, the possible explanation for this is because um, the vaccines that we have right now are really what they consider a very narrow spectrum. They're they're targeted to, you know, the original wild type and some very minor variations early off. Um, and it produced what medically is called a suboptimal antibody, which means it's not like smallpox or the polio vaccines, which like 100% mean you're, you're golden and, and safe from it. Um, you know, you had kind of that that seepage and, and leak through with, you know, the high 80s, mid to high 90s percent effectiveness. Um, and so those viruses that, that weren't stopped by that very small portion um, mutated into this wonderful new variant that's now roving across the countryside over there. Um, and so knowing that vaccines might be less effective against this, you know, people really should consider, you know, diet and exercise, um, weight management, vitamin intake, the other things that you do normally to keep yourself healthy, um, and definitely things like smoking cessation. Uh, if you want more information on it, we can definitely put links into the show notes. We don't want to freak anyone out, but we do want you to stay healthy, and that might mean maybe making some lifestyle changes at this point. So can you get COVID from deer? And do hunters have to take special precautions? So that's also a fun variant question. The big answer right now mm. is maybe. Um, it's, not, <laughs> it's not known if people can get COVID from deer, but what it looks like is that infected humans, hunters, you know, hikers, whoever, um, may have gone out and they may have had um, a, res a reverse zoonotic infection, which means instead of um, COVID jumping from like bats to humans, it jumped from humans to deer. Um, same kind of thing happens with dogs and cats sometimes, but they they don't think at this point um, the deer are a good host for COVID and they don't think that they can infect people. 
Um, but out of the, the number of deer tested, uh, they found that about 40% of them had COVID antibodies in them. Yeah, it was really high. I was super surprised. Wow. Yeah, That's they tested in in uh, uh, Michigan, New York, and I believe it was Pennsylvania. Um, and so, you know, just keep in mind, go, go out there healthy. Um, there are places to get your deer tested if that's something you want. Um, if you want more information on it, you can look in like wildlife.org and stuff and we can send information out about that as well. Um, but right now they don't think we can get it back from the deer. We can only give it to the deer. So sharing's not caring. Don't get the deer, <laughs> COVID, everyone. One of the things um, that I saw when people were talking about this was because it rapidly spread through the deer population, um, just kind of how we were talking about the other variant that, you know, as more that it spread, like the more chances there are variants being or mutations. Right. So is that something that could be a problem too? That, yes. Yes, it is actually. The more the more types of hosts that are available and the, the faster mm -hmm. it spreads, um, you know, the more possibilities for mutation. I know deer aren't big on washing their hooves. So that, that is <laughs> They're not known for that, no. <laughs> yeah, they're not, not known for that. Not like raccoons. They're, they're good about washing. Um, but that, that is a possibility. Um, so that is a potential thing that's out there. Okay. Um, so I saw in the news that some states are basically allowing the booster to be distributed to anybody. Um, is that something that the tribe uh, could do as well, considering our sovereignty? Yes, we are actually doing that right now. Um, oh, okay. The only, the I only didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it was just started this week, essentially. So oh, okay. I actually got uh, my booster shot this week. Yay for, our, for me, I guess. Um, I go take care of some things over there. And so I got so a booster. So fun. Yeah, I got a booster <laughs> and a flu shot. It was, it was wonderful. It got, got me in both arms. Um, but the one, the one thing that has come up is that there are some supply issues with, um, the Moderna booster. Um, and so they're asking that, um, you know, we not specifically request that one if we're not an elder or a first responder or someone that's, that's high risk, um, you know, anyone that's immunocompromised, whatnot, uh, transplant recipient, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anyone with chronic lung issues. Anyway, they're asking that you reserve Moderna for those individuals. Um, we have all three available right now. So if you want one and you uh, got your original shots uh, more than six months ago, we'd recommend a booster shot just to bring your antibody count back up. Good to know. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I also um, saw some headlines about rise in hospitalizations in the fully vaccinated. Um, why would that be? So if if I had to hazard a guess, it, it'd still be because kind of what we were talking about earlier, the vaccine's not 100% protective, um, but there are a lot of people acting like it is and <laughs> yeah. using less precautions when around large gatherings and in enclosed spaces um, than before. Um, it's mm -hmm. also likely that their immune system could be challenged by a variant that the vaccine just wasn't designed for. I mean, there's only so much um, testing we can do for like the genomic sequencing of variants. So there could be variants out there we don't know about that are um, a little more adept at slipping past the vaccine. Um, so those are those are two possibilities for why we're seeing fully vaccinated people being hospitalized right now. Could it also be um, 
kind of the timing of like you were talking about uh, antibodies kind of wearing off? Yeah, that's definitely one. I, I know I, I didn't realize, I'd forgotten that I got vaccinated clear back in, in April. Um, and mm-hmm. so they usually see the immune response dip down after about six months. So um, it was about time for me to do that. If you were, you know, vaccinated in the, you know, early to mid spring, might consider that again and stuff for the same reasons. Okay. And um, we had the big change of children, uh, 5 to 11, being able to receive the Pfizer vaccine, right? Yes. Um, So how many children in our community have now been vaccinated since that's come through? So we were uh, initially sent 300 doses. We've given all of them out at this point. Um, In addition, Mm. our our 12 to 15 year old population has 94.6% of them have had at least one dose. So we've done a pretty good job of of working with our youth and our parents and vaccinating our children and and trying to get them a level of immunity to COVID. Sure. Are we currently in a surge? Kind of. We're kind of in a (laughs) plateau. Um, We had had some cases spike um, last week of October, first week of November and stuff, kind of looking essentially at at Halloween and stuff like that. But the cases have have dropped down a little bit. I mean, they haven't bottomed out like we'd like, um, but it is it has been declining over the last week. So. um... With the distribution of the checks, have we seen an increase of COVID cases locally? Not really. And I, you know, I was I was thinking about that earlier. You know, we, we wouldn't really consider that a, a spreader event unless someone came in incredibly sick and coughed all over everything we mailed out. So we haven't really seen it increase so much since that distribution, which is good. I was thinking more like people going to the bars, people shopping. Oh, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's probably a more realistic... Man, I was I was much more happy on that. Yeah, uh, no, I haven't seen that lately. So we wouldn't know though for like, Two weeks or I or guess so. we'd start seeing yeah. it. We'd start seeing um, it next week, early next week. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So maybe I know a lot scary. of people went out after that. Oh. Yeah, that's what I that's what I figured. Thanks for the heads up on that. We'll uh, <laughs> I'll tell Doctor Schlegel; she'll be thrilled. <laughs> what are some ways to keep family safe over the holidays? You know, if if you're worried about coming to visit, like family coming to visit, or if you're considering travel, um, you know, consider a COVID test beforehand. Know whether or not you, you know, don't have it. Um, can't stress hand washing enough. Um, also, you know, outdoor activities where possible. I know the temperatures kind of dropping, and that's not as viable as you know during the summer around like Fourth of July and stuff like that. But the outdoor activities are considered safer than indoor ones. Um, so then take vitamins. Okay. Yeah. Maybe get a booster. Get a booster. <laughs> you can. Thank you, Sheena. Thanks for that plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of activities, are there any COVID safe activities for families to participate in? You know, they could always try like hide and go seek, you know, and run away from your family or, you know, <laughs> I, know I know a lot of people hunt this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. Great activity they can, they can take part in. First thing that came to mind was Zorb balling, which is like putting yourself in a giant bubble. Um, but uh, that's not really practical. So, you know, anything outside, um, anything that doesn't involve a lot of close contact or, or you know, sharing and shuffling things um, that everyone would be touching, probably pretty safe. Okay. And then on a lighter note, um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Oh, man, I'm a pie fanatic. 
Cetopi fanatic. I, sh- I shouldn't be, but I am. And then a close <laughs> second is a turkey that's cooked in something called an emu. It's like an in-ground oven. So good if you've never tried it. In a what? It's like a deep pit, like an in-ground oven. No, what is it? What is the name of it? An emu. I was. I was. Yeah, you'll have to Google I thought it. You meant the bird. No, person. no. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, try, where, try, are you, where are you getting emus Try from? emu for, for Thanksgiving, everyone. It's a little big bird. The drumsticks. The drumsticks will really get you. So, uh, yeah. So that's what I really love for Thanksgiving. Every year I make this um, pumpkin pie recipe that's got like um, ginger snaps. Oh, that sounds great. As like the crust and, oh man, it's so good. It's kind of a process to go through, more difficult than like your typical pumpkin pie, but it is worth it. That sounds worth it. Gary, how about you? What about you, Gary? Bacon wrapped turkey. I approve. Everybody's all about turkey. turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Birds. And then, (laughs) and then, um. Uh, cheesecake, cherry cheesecake. Mm, also a great one. It's a good one. Good call. I have to say, I really like stuffing. I know some people don't, but I really like stuffing. Me too. That would probably be my favorite one to eat. The pumpkin pie is kind of my only staple to bring. So, Anything else you'd like to add? Stay safe for the holidays, everyone. Um, you know, make good, make good choices. Don't kiss strangers. All right. That's all I got. Why Wannon for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcasts. If you have any topic suggestions or questions about COVID-19, you can send those into us at podcast at mitw.org.